what you just heard was a sound piece by Rachel Roshiger. Um, thank you so much for sending that in. I know you had to run around everywhere to try to find those worms. Um, note to any of our listeners, if you are looking for super worms, try the Petco in Union Square. But yeah, no, thank you so much for sending it in. It sounds awesome. Anyway, um, let's get right to it. I'm Alex Tomlinson, and this is Cooper So, um, yesterday I had Alfred in the recording studio. That is, um, Alfred Dudley III of the art school. And we recorded well over an hour of stuff. Um, so I thought I would just play some of it for you. Here we go. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, uh, I wanted to speak in response to Isaiah Davis's input to the Cooper Union Radio and in about uh, summer jobs. That was a really, uh, I'd say, interesting time for me, too, because finding a job, especially after getting to Cooper Union, like Isaiah said, was really tough because I remember he was talking about how like getting into the Cooper Union was such a huge thing, but and assuming that you would be said yes to everywhere else, but then ultimately getting rejected a sh- like a shit ton of times. Uh, that was really surreal for me because I didn't apply to any jobs. I never applied to anywhere that I didn't want to go. Like, I never, like, for the life of me, I, I refuse to exist, like, or even be, like, a new, that, like, I didn't want to be that new. I'm going to pause for a second so I can say that well. I didn't want to be the new form of slavery that is nowadays disguised as unpaid internship. I did not want to be in any way a slave. And I knew that if I were to be, like, in that capacity that I would have to make sure that I was at least getting some form of, like, I don't know, like, art world clout. Like, did I say that right? Art world clout? (laughs) Yeah, like, I wanted to make sure that I was getting something out of it, whether it be, like, connections, free art supplies, drawing pens, making friends. And that's what I got, uh, mostly. And then they started paying me. Um, finding a job for me and not being a white female, which is what Isaiah also touched on, but I feel like he didn't really go into much farther. Like, I I know Isaiah does a really good job of, like, making sure that he doesn't, like, offend people when he says stuff. And if he says something like that, he'll say it once, and that's usually impact enough. But I tend to want to go in and, like, flesh it out because if we think about it, if you ever go into a gallery, like, who's the first person you see? Some young white female who's, you know, a quote unquote we call them now uh what's the word uh gallerina yeah gallerinas they're they're everywhere and it's like i'm not bringing this up as like a bash towards them but i think it's really important to note that that is factual like that's a very common thing and that's it's even worse sometimes because they're not even paid either sometimes they're slaves you know like sometimes they're like unpaid interns and they're there to be seen to be like to well to get the connections that I was talking about earlier and that too is like pretty disheartening to think about that even the people even the ones that we assume have an easy time getting a job are also falling into or well yeah falling into the system uh, of disadvantages that I speak on and it's just a different kind of disadvantage though like I have a hard time getting a job I have a hard time getting a job 
I assume because I'm six foot two, I'm black, um, not even not even regular black. I'm default black. Like there's no question, you know. Like I'm not I'm not a lighter complexion. I'm not um like I'm 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 quote unquote well spoken, you know. Like I'm educated, but visually, I'm not. Some people would immediately see me and be like, yo, this dude is the criminal element. Maybe I shouldn't engage with him. He looks kind of frightening. And then as soon as I opened up my mouth, they're like, oh, wow, he's a smiler. He's a nice person. You know, like, like I remember, I remember, what was it, about a year ago, I was on the, I was on the front page of the Cooper Union website, which was really surreal because I had just seen uh, about, a, I, like, a year prior to that, I had seen uh, Lucian Smith, uh, Travis Smalley, and Tori Thornton on the the cover of the Cooper Union page because they had all made Forbes 30 under 30. And to see myself there was, like, really surreal. But, like, going back to that, my photo, the photo of, that I had on there, that they had of me on there, was not exactly friendly looking. Like, I wasn't smiling. There was some weird, sh- weird old, weird shape on my head. And, you know, my skin, the, like, the melanin in my body was on full display, you know. And a lot of people met me right after seeing that. Or had seen that post of me before meeting me. So coming here was also really surreal because people had already had, like, a relationship with me. Like, they had already developed one. So to come here and not be the scary, non-smiling, unsociable person whom they thought I was was also, like, a really point of interest for a lot of people who I met and communicated with. Um, And with that in mind, with that relationship in mind between me and other individuals and other people before they even get to see me is how is something that you can use as a lens to understand what finding a job was like, because all the artists who I had contacted had either been through Instagram, through email, cold calling because they stupidly left their their cell phone number on their website or a cell phone number to someone who I could convince that they should give me their cell phone number on their website (laughs) and and really just like and really just taking advantage of that, you know, and like developing those connections. And I ended up work, I ended up um, hanging out a good handful of times with uh, Eric Mack, who went to my high school, uh, Suitland High School in Prince George's County, Maryland. I ended up Facebook messaging him because he's like a, technically like in theory, an older brother type character for me. And he's he, he currently has a residency at the Studio Museum in Harlem. He just made Forbes 30 under 32, which is freaking crazy. But uh, I met up with him and hung out with him a good handful of times. And uh, one of the things I like to do when I meet up with artists is confirm or deny every rumor or speculation I've seen on the internet. Like, are you really sus as fuck? Are you with Supreme? Do you know? Do you know Aaron Bondaroff? Uh, what's your What's your actual relationship to all these people based on my understanding? And like, he really like fleshed out a lot of things to me because. I tend to assume that everything is connected because usually oftentimes it is like through one way or the other, like, like this person knows that person and that person knows this person. And, uh, and I thought Aaron Bondaroff had a lot to do with Supreme, whereas he was really just one of those dudes who just so happened to be in New York around the same time Supreme was on the come up. So he was able to, you know, get a bunch of free Supreme stuff, connect people to Supreme because he knew the owners. I met with Eric and Eric was like, nah, like, Moran Bondaroff is not with Supreme. I mean, they're associated, like the individuals who own both companies are associated. But um, really, like, having the opportunity and luxury to be able to engage with him on a non-economic, like, platform of I work for you and you pay me. Like, Eric didn't really pay me because I only hung out with him, like, what, a couple of times? And he, like, gave me, like, free stuff, like, like pens and pencils and shit and, like, 
pointed me to where all the free stuff was and like really gave me he gave me information that was priceless you know what i mean and that was really surreal um and then i uh i I met up with orel schmidt i was working there at her gallery and getting paid like good money and that was something that i did starting over the summer like me just hanging out like at first i was just hanging out with her again like doing the thing that i usually do confirming or denying all the facts through like conversation not so much just random questioning she would say otherwise she'd probably tell you that i just asked a bunch of weird ass questions but i don't really give a fuck what she thinks about our interactions because i still care about her she still i hope remotely cares about me whatever google or al schmidt that's all i really have to say um and yeah like that's one of the like the jobs that i had like like the artist the artist internship or the artist assistancy was like i'd say the best thing for me at the time it's funny all the while i was working at this place called white trash new york city on 5th street um i recently stopped working there because it was like they were paying me less than minimum wage and i refused to basically do that and he was like tap he was like he wasn't like it was cash you know but it was like still like come on dude like i can be getting 50 i was getting 15 an hour at the gallery i was working at so i didn't really need it and he wasn't paying me he wasn't like i wasn't working there consistently but over the summer i was over the summer i was working there like every week just getting bread and that was like that was delicious you know that was healthy and like good for me but um that was like i'd say like one of my least favorite jobs especially over the summer um primarily because like literally I ran the entire store like I was just there like imagine me and one person in the store at a desk and there's a bunch of like expensive expensive mid like mid-century modern furniture that's like $3000 for a fucking sofa and I'm like selling that to the nicest wealthiest person who walks in who enjoys me and the furniture Oh, also, before I forget, and don't worry, I would not forget, (laughs) this is Isaiah's Summer Job Story, part two of, we're still, still figuring out the parts, but yeah. So I'm like, hell yeah, take that shit, how much they paying an hour, right? So after, uh, so after he was like, okay, all right, he asked me if I had my certificate, I was like, nah, I don't, you know, it's just something I've been doing, it's like a hobby or whatever, he was like, all right, cool, meet me uh, at, I think it was like, 745 or 7-something Park Avenue, right, on, um, like, on Monday at 9 or 10 o'clock, right? I'm like, bet, we, we doing this, right? So, you know, Monday come and shit, I, I'm there on time, and I see it's me, um, it's me, uh, there was a restaurant, they just recently closed down, um, 7th Avenue called Stage, it was a U- Ukrainian restaurant, and the dude's son, his name was Andrew. You know, he he's the, he was a young dude, blonde hair, used to wear glasses, and he wore, he had like a size fourteen shoe, so he he only rocked like these big, ugly, like amorphous <laughs> New Balance sneakers. So that, that's but he was cool, like he was cool. So it was me, um, him, the and it was um, <laughs> and it was uh, uh this dude he just graduated, 
um, named Jacob, and Jacob was there. So, and I was like, oh, shit, these are, oh, and um, another cat, too, uh, I, I, I'm forgetting his name, but he was there, he was only there for a day, like, he got another, he worked for a day and left, like, because he got another job, but, um, so it was all three of us, I'm like, yo, this shit about to be wavy, like, oh, we gonna move this shit upstairs and maybe, like, assemble something, things that wasn't too taxing on the body, but still had, like, um, you know, had, like, maybe, it's not too taxing on the body, but this but still had like physical like physical shit like you had to you had to use your hands and stuff so i'm there and i'm waiting and here comes this motherfucker igor right and igor igor come up in a nah 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 matter of fact igor came at like three o'clock that day so me jacob and um homeboy and and andrew we was moving we was moving um eye beams we was moving eye beams up um up up a staircase so these huge eye beams that like some of them, I don't know how much they weighed, but three of us had to carry it, and we would struggle with the shit. Like we had them on um on on hand trucks, right? We had to we put it on a dolly, made it upright, put it on hand trucks. Then some of them were too tall for the hallway, so we had to put them, bring them in uh, horizontally, and then like you know flex and get the shit around the corner to get into a fucking elevator, right? So we take this shit up. To the top floor. Now, here's the part that's fucked up, right? You would say, like, you know, if you had to get to a roof, have you ever got to a roof through elevator? You know what I'm saying? Maybe certain buildings have that, but most of the buildings I've, I've, I've been in has an elevator to the, to, to the you know, second to last level. So if there's 10 floors, you know, to the ninth floor, and then you got to take a staircase up to the elevator, that's how that, that's how that shit was. So we had to take it up, right? And mind you, this is Park Avenue, so... The people who live here have two entrances. You have the back entrance, which is where we was going through, right? They have a, a hallway that's basically an alley within a fucking building. Like, it's kind of weird, right? So it don't, it's not as pretty as, like, the rest of the building, but, you know, it's vast. Like, it's big, right? So you have the hallway, and you got all this shit out there and everything, like, whatever. Like, a, you know, I had a lot of Wall Street journals in there. You know, a lot of, like, expensive newspapers, you know, outside, you know. So, you know, so you know there was, like lavish living or they've been living comfortable for a while and they they old they real old and shit so we had to keep it down while while carrying these eye beams now i don't know how much the weight was because maybe i think like two 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 large size people so like 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 if i had to carry someone who's like 230 right like that weight it was on my shoulder and another person who was 230 was on the shoulder of the other person so it was a lot of weight and you want us to move it through these hallways silently. Then we had to put down these like it's cardboard or some type of like hard like um like a chipboard or something like that on the floor so we don't scratch up the surface while moving this bullshit because some motherfucker on, on the fifth on the fifth floor just moved in and uh um and is um you know hooking the whole shit up. I have fucking um uh heating and shit. So, you know, we have to move it through this this place and this obstacle and then bring it on a roof and a roof you know, if you have, if you ever been on, been up on a roof before, it's, it's like soft material. So like, if you was to put metal down, you know, sharp edges, it's heavy. It's gonna you know break through the roof and fuck the roof up. So we had to like move it to like specific locations. We couldn't just drop it where it needed to be. We had to just you know it was it was terrible and everything weighed so much. It was so heavy and so shitty. I was like, this is not something I want to do. So we kept doing that over and over again. Then around three o'clock, here comes Igor. Now Igor is from um 
uh, he's Dutch. He's a Dutch bastard. Uh, I, I mean, I hate talking about him because, you know, he really left a foul taste in my mouth because that situation was so shitty. Like, no one wanted to be there. And he tried to, like, you know, whenever you, you know, you, you know, if, like, if you, if you talk to black people or, like, or, like, women or any, like, oppressed group and, sh- like, whatever... Like, you know, you, you, you can talk to them and you can kind of you, you can you, you can empathize with the oppression that they face. Right. But you but not on an everyday basis. Someone was going to feel like oppression. It's not like when I walk down the street, white people are looking at me and like saying nigga, like, you know, what I'm saying like that's not happening. Right. But it's like as funny as that when you feel that type of like oppression happening, like on a on a, on a consistent basis, when you actually feel it, how angry it makes you. Anyway, he pu- he pulls up. And he gives me, um, he gives me and Jacob, you know, we, you know, like a conversation. We talk about what we have to do and shit like that. But you know, the first thing that he says to me is like, "Oh, you, you gotta um, pull up your pants or something like that, right?" Now, at this time, I was, I was wearing, um, I was wearing skinny jeans, right? And you know, that was like my thing. Like I was only, I was rocking some tight joints. Like they look like, um, like spandex and shit. Like they was real tight. That's how I wanted it too. Uh, like you know like sort of whole calves like it gives it gives my legs like it gives them like feminine features you know what i'm saying so it made, made me a little sexy from the back and actually at that time that was when i started first started like experiencing like cat being getting cat called because i would wear like sex outfits you know like tight pants you know like big leather boots you know it's so, like some fetish shit like yeah you know like what's up you know i wouldn't i don't wear, wear that now because you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I kind of like moved past that phase. Like I got, I already got understanding for that. Anyway, so I was wearing these tight ass pants. Now, one of the things that f- the fallbacks of them shits is that unless you get these like ridiculously high, high waisted pants that they only make for women, right? That that are that tight. You know, your butt is gonna look all long. That's too feminine. I'm like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to wear that. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable in that, right? So. The men's ones was always low rise. So if you was to pull them all the way up, like if I was to pull them on my my actual waist, yo, my you, you like yo, I know it sound kind of gross, but my dick would go down the side of the fucking pants. So you get this weird fucking like lump in in your crotch and sh- you know what I'm saying? Like you get a, a <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, nah, this is ugly. So I would sag them so you know I would have some room, and you know that's when I kind of picked up that habit. It wasn't because of Oh, this is how I saw other cats dressing or whatever. It was just something that made what I was wearing look better. Like I think you know, sagging your pants, it's it looks good. Like you know, cats want they they wanted. Oh, it's too this, it's too that, it's too lewd. No one wants to see your ass and all this other stuff. But just like every other like you know trend or whatever, I think I think it's like it, it's a masculinity tapping tapping into like its feminine side. All right, um, that's our show for this week. Um, oh, and, and also awesome news. We actually have been getting submissions to our Dropbox, cooperrad.io slash submit. It'll, it'll redirect you to a place you can upload your files, um, even like upload like a text document or something if you want to. I mean, actually, if you upload a text document, I will read it or like I'll try to get someone else to read it if you like have special um, suggestions. Yeah, um... Can can I curse? Okay. (laughs) Fucking Clarence, man. Um, 
I can't believe they like kicked out the actual original creator of the show because of um, something terrible that went down. Um, and they freaking replaced him. He did the voice for the main character, and once they kicked him out of the network, um, they replaced him with a dude who um, who sounds exactly like him. Um, and they're still like running the show, so. I guess that's something that's su super weird, but um, about it, just like on a side note. Um, but the show is really cool.